Let's jump into some word. Everybody good with that? In fact, everybody just turn to your neighbor and say word. Word, that's right. That's just the title of the message tonight, word. So um, you can turn to Isaiah chapter 55, and uh, we're going we're gonna to just talk about briefly the nature of the word and why we need the word in our lives, because we base everything uh, here upon the word, and it's not just the written word in terms of the Bible, and, but the Bible is the vehicle through which we come to the word. Um, and and, and, and some, so at some, some, some opportunity, I would love to do a teaching on just the concept of the word in, throughout Scripture, and we'll do that. But um, we believe that the word has power to change our lives. And, um, and again, it's not simply its, its content, but it's, it's its source and its destination. Because the source of what we have that is written is is the Lord, and, it's, and the destination that it takes us to is also the Lord. Um, and, um, and we'll get into that uh, another time. But as I said, that we're kind of committing as a group and as a staff, and for those uh, students and, and whoever would like to join with us to begin reading through the, the written word, the Bible, um, here through the month of January and hopefully on to and throughout the year and trying to complete uh, going through what we have here, as we know as scripture, in the entire year, because ultimately what we want to do is we want to experience the word. And there's a lot that can be said about, you know, the word. We know that in the beginning God created, and he created through the word. You know, God spoke, God said, and things were created. And we see throughout scripture, the Old Testament and the Psalms, that God's word is, is very creative, and God's word is sustaining. In fact, uh, Isaiah tells us, I think it's Isaiah tells us that, uh, you know, that everything else will fade, but the, the word of the Lord will endure forever. It's also uh, repeated in the New Testament. But, you know, words are very powerful things. And the power of, of a word is in even more than what is actually spoken, as, but as what is communicated, Right. And we believe that in what we have known as the Bible, that the word is communicated. And the word is based off of John chapter 1, which is sort of a restructuring of Genesis chapter 1. In the beginning, also in the beginning, was the word as God spoke and created what we see here before us. God is now giving flesh to this word that it may step into creation and redeem creation. It's a work that God is doing. But... We need the word in our lives, the person of Jesus, to transform us and to change us and to empower us. And here in Isaiah chapter 55, we have Isaiah speaking words to a people who were at a point in their life, in their history, where they were sort of at a loss for words. They had been through from their experiences and their rebellion Uh, away from God and breaking the covenant that God had made with them into times of um, destruction. And we see here in these latter parts of Isaiah that God is trying to help them to understand that God is going to redeem and refresh and renew and restore them. 
And so many times in our own lives, we can approach, and many people may, may approach God and approach Scripture with a loss for words because what they see and what they're experiencing in their life is possibly destruction or it's something other than what they might see or think that the Bible is communicating or the person of, or, or who the person of God should be in this world. And we come to this word, and what we come to is this God who is asking us to trust him that what he is doing is purposeful and intentional and has a plan, and he is carrying it out. And so what I'm asking you to do tonight as we approach this is to trust this God who speaks to us through these pages as he leads us to the word, because there's power in this word. And we're going to read a couple of scriptures here in just a moment. But it is through these pages that God reveals himself. It is through these pages that God exposes us who are not like him because it's more than just sin that we need rescued from. It's from a broken identity of a bunch of people walking around this crazy globe who are supposed to be like God, bearing his image, but we have lost that. And because of that, we sin. So God wants to restore, so he reveals himself that we may see that we are not like him so that when we begin to understand that, wow, there is this God and we are not like him, he can then transform and change us. But it all begins right here. And so I want to read Isaiah chapter 55, and we're going to read uh, verses 10 and 11. And we're going to talk about the word of the Lord uh, and, and look at a couple of principles here. Uh, to challenge us to trust in this God. Verse 10 says, For as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return there, but water the earth, making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goes out from my mouth. It shall not return to me empty, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. And it's truly amazing that we have not just a book, but we have the word of God with a promise attached to it. That if you will dig into this, if you will experience this, if you will build your life upon this, that something will happen. That there is power to change. Your life will change. That you will experience the one who communicated it. And it's not just this thing that we, we put as a piece of our lives or something that we read as a daily ritual. But as I said, it's about experiencing both the source and the destination of where it came and where it's heading. The person of Jesus Christ. But there's three observations that I want to make here because I think sometimes we misconceive what I think that this passage is trying, some of the things that this passage is trying to help us understand about the nature of this word. And the first one that I want us to see is that it's not the word that's returning to God, but it's the fruit of the word come to earth that's returning to him. And what that means is that the word is sent to bring a return. Most of us think, and when we hear this communicated, we, hear, we see the words that, the, that just like the rain goes down and the water from heaven and, and does not return to, uh, to the earth but makes, you know, brings forth fruit and all those things, show shall my word be that goes out from my mouth, it shall not return to me empty, meaning that it's kind of like this yo-yo or this boomerang, like God sends it down to earth and it's doing this crazy thing and then, it's, and then it's coming back. But what God, I think, is trying to help us to understand is God, just like it, it says, God, as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return but waters the earth, 
making it bring forth and sprout, giving seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be so that the word, just as the sun or the rain and the snow is sent out and it bears fruit in the world. And it's that fruit that brings the return unto God, meaning his word has purpose and it's intentional. We'll get to that in just a second. So God sends his word and this word that he sends is comes down into our life that it may produce fruit. And what is that? What is it? It tells us it brings a return into our life. So it's sent down to bring forth and to sprout, give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, meaning that it's useful for all seasons and stages. Because it gives seed. And what is seed for? Seed is planted that something may eventually sprout forth. And we know that the, desti- the destiny of a seed is determined by the ground that receives it. The destiny of a seed is determined by the ground that receives it. And so our responsibility here on this earth is to be the type of ground that receives the seed that something can be done with it. But God's word says that as, as uh, God says that as my word goes forth, it's not going to return to me void because it's going to produce a fruit. And it's the fruit that proves the power of the word, right? And so it's sent forth and it, and it, and it, one, it gives seed for the sower. So that means something is planted. There's potential in it, but the destiny of the seed is determined by the ground that receives it. But then it also gives food or it gives bread to the eater. Which also means that the hunger that we have determines the consumption of the bread. And we know that as we consume, that it nourishes us and it strengthens us and it empowers us just as if I am hungry and I go and I begin to eat something, my body is nourished. So as I come to the word of God, as I come to this person of Jesus that has been sent down with the purpose of of planting seed and nourishing, that I will be nourished. And so it's not, again, just about, well, this is my duty, and, well, I'm a Christian, so I have to read my Bible, and, and this is just a tradition, and so on and so forth. But it's coming to this thing with the understanding that the very reason that it was sent there was for my good and for my benefit. And when I approach it with this understanding that its reason for coming to me is good and for my benefit, then it begins to destroy all the lies that I continue to believe that somehow the words on these pages are are destructive or, or mean me some harm or are there to separate me from God because that's never God's intention. Every word that he sends and every time that he comes down or he steps in to this to this earth, whether an idea or thought or in action, his his purpose is always to redeem that which he created that has become lost and so it's useful for all seasons and stages seed is a beginning stage seed is what happens when it first enters into the ground and bread is what sustains so as we are new in faith and as we are walking with God as we have known him for a long time there is nothing about this word there is nothing about what God has sent into this earth that will become stale that will become boring that will become uh will become out of date it will always be there to accomplish its purpose and that's The other part about it, he says, but it shall accomplish that which I purpose and shall succeed in the thing for which I sent it. It's intentional in what it does. God sent it with the purpose of being like rain. God sent it with the purpose of being like snow, that it would water and that what it watered would sprout forth. That what it watered would bear fruit in the world around it. And sometimes that looks different. Sometimes at different stages of our life, we like to judge based off of what our expectations are. But sometimes the fruit of the Lord is just becoming clean. 
Sometimes the fruit of the word is just, is, is just finding forgiveness or it's letting go of bitterness or it's, it, it, it's, it's healing and mending a relationship. It's bringing encouragement or it's bringing uh, exhortation or it's bringing healing to bodies that have become de- diseased or broken and it's, or it's bringing deliverance to those that are bound. But it, it, it always produces fruit that is equal to the season that you're in. The word of God will not produce something in your life in a season that you have not arrived in yet. And so if you're trying to practice something for which you are not in season of yet, you will be practicing something that will not be done with the power of God, but with your strength, which will do nothing but, 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 but sap your strength for what the thing that God has called you to do in the season for which you're in. And so for that, we're called to rest in the season that God has us. And not get too far ahead of ourselves, neither backsliding nor front sliding, because neither one is a good idea because they're both sliding somewhere other than the path from which we're supposed to be on. The word is, is, is the fruit of the word is returning. The word was sent to bring a return. The return is useful for all seasons and all stages, whether beginning stages of seed or the extended stages of, of bread. And it's intentional in what it does, and it was sent with a purpose. And so what is the call of God for us in this word? We go back to the very beginning of Isaiah chapter 55, verses 1 through 4. And this is just going to be a quick thought tonight. He says, come everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. What are the waters? The rain and the snow that's sent down to water the earth. And he who has no money, come buy and eat. Well, what do we buy and what do we eat? The seed of the word, the bread of the word, without money and without price. Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear and come to me here that your soul may live. And I will make with you an everlasting covenant. And that's the power. And that's the goodness of our God. That when we come to him, he brings us into this story that he's been writing in this tapestry that he's been weaving in this painting that he's been painting and whatever analogy that you want to put it into. But he weaves us in as if we were always a part of it and we become so much engrafted in a part of it that we that that, that, it, it, that it takes on an identity and we take on a new identity and we become new and we become real and we become whole and we begin to experience life in a completely different way. And it doesn't make sense because all it is is just words upon a page. But what we have to continually remember, it's not the words of the page that we're drawn to, but it's the, what the, page, the words on this page communicates to us. And that's the word that was in the beginning, the word that was with God, and the word that was God. It's the person of Jesus. And so that's why as we begin this year as a staff and as a ministry, We have committed to bring ourselves to this word. And we have come to it with the understanding of the promises that God has given that says, if you will bring yourself to this word, that it will not return to me void. It will be just like the rain and the snow that goes to the water that doesn't return, but it produces fruit. 
It doesn't just come down as a flash in a pan and then it's gone, but it comes down and it empowers life. And that's what we need to understand. Most of us have done nothing but empower death in our life. And we've done it through words. We've done it through words that we've believed. We've done it through the words that we've said, empowering death in ourselves or death in other people. We've done it in the thoughts and the ways and the patterns and the habits that we've built into our lives. We've done it by our mindsets. We've done it by allowing ourselves to be bound by things that we should not be bound by because of our experiences and because of our emotions and because of the things that we've been through. And what God says is there is a substance from heaven that has come to empower life in you. Will you come and drink of it? Because everything that it does is good. It will not return to me a void, but it will produce the fruit for which I have intended it. And if you will be but the type of ground that will receive this seed, it will produce bread that will sustain you through your entire life, every experience, every every trial that you go through every, on every mountaintop or every valley, wherever it is that you find yourself, the seed that is planted will turn into bread that will sustain you and you will experience the goodness that God has for you. Amen? So I'm going to ask Mary to come and uh, we're going to sing just through that verse a couple of times. The song that we... Um, saying during worship, love came down. Because what we have to understand, and one of the reasons why I love that song is that second line of the chorus. It says, mountain high or valley low, I sing out and remind my soul that I am yours. Because the reality of the matter is, is oftentimes my understanding, and even though that God has such great promises and that he tells me that if I... If I, if I stick with him, uh, he'll sustain me no matter what comes my way. Oftentimes, my perceptions of who he is and my faith in who he is and my trust in him is determined by whether or not I'm on mountain high or valley low. And the reality of the matter is, is whether I'm on mountain high or I'm on valley low, I have to cry out and remind my soul that I am his because no matter what I'm going through, I have a tendency to, to mess it up. And so I like being able to sing those words to say, God, no matter what, and no matter how hard I try to mess it up, I'm going to constantly remind myself that I'm yours. And I loved what Mary shared earlier and about how nothing can change that. Nothing, 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 no, nothing else can determine who we are and our value and, and what owns us. But if we continually come to him, we can be secure and we can be reminded and we can be strengthened and empowered for life. And so would you stand with me this evening? And we purposely wanted to uh, to make this evening just a little bit shorter tonight so we could have the opportunity to just fellowship and uh, uh, for this evening and uh, and to take a few moments just to pray and to seek the Lord uh, because this is the season that we're in, a season of, of really submitting to him, a season of hearing him, a season of giving of ourselves and surrendering to him uh, that we may be made more like him. And so, Father, I thank you for your word tonight. God, I thank you that even that in the most simple things, 
and the most intricate things, God, your word is the same. It's powerful. It speaks to every area of our life. It has the power to birth new things. And it has the power to sustain us through every life event. But God, I'm so grateful that my life is not determined by what I can do with it anymore, Lord, because all I've ever done is produce death. I'm thankful, God, that there is a substance from heaven that has come to produce life and empower life in me. God, because that means my life has changed. That means my kid's life has changed. My marriage has been changed. That means my ministry has been changed. My work has been changed. My experiences, my relationships have been changed because they've been empowered by life. And God, I believe that is true for all of us. And Lord, my prayer tonight, God, is that we would constantly be reminded. And as the song we sing, Lord, we remind our soul, God, that in every moment, Lord, that we would live out the empowerment of life. God, that those words would hold us accountable. That you have come and your word has come to produce life in us. And so every word that we speak, God, I pray that we would submit it to you. Every thought that we think that we would submit it to you. Every want that we have, every desire that we have, every need that we have, every emotion that we have, God submitted to you that you could empower life in them. And God, thank you that tonight we are yours. God, thank you that tonight we can experience you and you have set aside this time to meet with us. God, I ask that as we stand in this room tonight, Lord, as we sing these songs as we commit ourselves to you, Lord, that it would begin a new season in all of our lives, Lord, as we enter, have entered into this year. The God, the commitments that we make, Lord, would spill over and spill over and spill over from one day to the next and one week to the next and one month to the next. And God, that we would experience newness and harvest, Lord, like we've never experienced it before. God, tonight I pray for those, Lord, that need healing. Lord, I pray that you would touch bodies. Lord, that you would heal things in our bodies tonight, Lord, that we have thought were unhealable. Whether it's our minds, Lord, or it's a specific area in our body, Lord. Whether it's our heart or our soul, Lord, that has been so darkened and blackened by the things that we have fed it with. God, I ask for healing. I ask for deliverance, Lord. Lord, I ask for breaking of the bondage of the chains of the thoughts that we've been believing, Lord, about ourselves, about you, about our lives. Lord, that you would raise the level of our eyes so that we could see with greater expectation the things that you desire to do, Lord, that we are not worthless, Lord, that we are not valueless, Lord, that we are not broken, but we are made whole and we are alive and we are valued and we are of great worth. And I thank you for that tonight, Jesus. God, above all, Lord, that you would continue to glorify your name in and among us and through us, Jesus, because you are good and you have been good to us. I thank you, Jesus. And love came down and rescued me. Love came down and set me free. I am yours. I am forever yours. And mountain high or valley low, 
I sing out and remind my soul that I am yours. I am forever yours. Love came down. Love came down and rescued me. Love came down and set me free. I am yours. I am forever yours. And mountain high or valley low, I sing out and remind my soul that I am yours. I am forever yours. Mountain high or valley low, mountain high or valley low, I sing out and remind my soul I am yours. I am forever yours. Amen. As always, in what uh, was said earlier, we just pray that those words would become real to you that you would be able to meditate upon them, that they would encourage you through this week as you sing over yourself and remind yourself that you belong to the Lord. There's nothing that can change that. There's nothing that can detour that. You are his. And because you are his and he is your father, uh, you receive the benefits of his fatherhood and your son and your daughtership. So God... I pray your blessing and your power and your strength upon those who are here, Lord, and as they go, that your grace would be with them. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.